Lord's been speaking to me about putting, He says, I'm putting a dome over that which is mine. And we've been praying, but I need you to respond to the Lord this morning. I want to say this, and many people have an issue with so many things when it comes to Israel. But as Israel goes, so goes the church. We heard about the power that blew this morning. Israel's got a dome that deals with all the missiles coming through. I'm not going to get into deep debates about Israel. This is not this morning for it. But God gave us a word on the 31st of December. He's putting a dome over that which is His. God's going to preserve and protect you. You will not suffer any damage around COVID and the third wave. You will not suffer any damage in any way. Say with me, let's go together. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I, not Pastor Max, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him, I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Come on, guys, work with me. Because you've made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways, in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. And that includes the woman. And there's a good shout and an amen in this place. I must say of the Lord. Child of God, everything that comes from the spiritual realm is birthed. This mic, this computer, somebody got it in the spiritual realm. Anything that exists in the natural realm was birthed, comes from a spiritual place. And somebody could 
navigate that birth canal and bring this into the earth. This is not the real stuff. The real stuff is in the spirit. Everything that you find in the earth was birthed, even Jesus. The only thing that was not birthed into the earth was the devil. He was banished. He wasn't birthed. He was banished. And what he did was, God gave him a, a God to keep him locked up. And that's the reason why you have ten toes. Because when the devil's looking up, he's looking through the bars of the sons and daughters. That says that Satan's under your feet. And if he's not under your feet, he's sitting on your head. So you must understand that. Because you are dealing with revelation on the road. And when you are worshiping and you're preparing where you're going to, you must understand that you are seated with Christ. Far above all principality and power. He's put all things under his feet. And if you are the small toe in the body of Christ, he's still under your feet. And I want to set the order straight this morning. Because some of you are allowing the devil to play havoc in your home. Say he's under my feet. That's why we worship. And when we worship, we lift up our hands. The one that was supposed to be worshiping in heaven didn't want to. Brought dishonor. God banished him. Put him under the feet of his creation. And said, I'll show you who you really are. Put him under our feet and he says, well, here's the bars. So you never look down when you're worshiping. Because he's wondering, how did I miss this? Come on, child of God. He's under your feet. Give God a good shout of praise this morning. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. That's why if you don't say, the Lord is my refuge and my fortress, he runs havoc. Let him know. That's why you read Psalm 91. You are under my feet. I am covered by a dome, a glory dome. And no evil will befall me and my family. No virus, no germ, no disease. Glory be to Jesus. Father, we love you. We thank you for your word. Bless your people this morning. Thank you for the anointing. It will make the difference in Jesus' name. We all agree and say amen and amen. High five or high elbow or social distance high five somebody. And let them know that they, we can see the glory of the Lord all over them. Amen. Amen. We are dealing with revelation on the road and we are helping people understand the moment that we're in and how God works in people's lives. So you're not here by accident even if you're a visitor. You are here, God's got a plan for your life and you are here for a reason because God has got a word for you this morning. In Luke chapter 24 and verse 50, I've just read that. Jesus spends 33 and a half years in the earth. But this comes from a promise. In Genesis chapter 3, if you're going to work with me this morning, Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15. So God's original intent is not what everybody is living under. That's not how God made us at the beginning. Adam and Eve was at peace with heaven. There was no separation between heaven and earth. The man is fulfilling his assignment. There's peace on earth. 
There's no sin. Man falls. We know the story. Genesis 1 and Genesis chapter 2 is the purest chapters in the Bible. Genesis chapter 3, things go wrong. God said something in Genesis chapter 3 to the serpent. He says, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. So God makes a promise and, he's, and he sets himself up in the word. And he sends a word and he says, I'm promising you we're coming. And I'm going to send my son and we are going to deal with this thing. Since you've created a separation between heaven and earth, I'm going to fix it. So God sends his word. The title of my sermon this morning is God is not a man. God gave his word. 4,000 years later, here comes Jesus. Here comes the word that God had promised. And it's found in Luke chapter 1 and verse 34. Just track with me. I feel we need to be praying for some things this morning. And if I need to just, guys, work with me this morning if you can. Luke one thirty-four. If you can really, I, I really appreciate it. This is the story with Mary meeting with the angel. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be? Because now the angel appears and says, you're going to be the carrier of the promise, of the word that God gave to the earth. You're going to be the carrier of the seed. Mary said to the angel, how can this be? I'm a virgin, since I do not, I do not know a man. The angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. So the word is given, and then the name is given. He's the Son of God, but His name will be called Jesus. Because this is happening in the spiritual realm. All of heaven is deciding what's going to happen in the earth. Because God creates everything by His Word. He speaks it into being, and it is so. So when you, He speaks to Mary, He's dealing with the 4,000-year promise He made to mankind. He told Satan, I'm coming. Because God is not a man that He should lie. So he gives his word. And through this word, Mary conceives. She says, I've never been with a man. How can it be? She says, the Holy Spirit's going to touch you. And because you say yes to the word, you will be able to carry this word. And this word you must call Jesus. Need to hear this this morning. Because anytime God gives you things from the spiritual realm, you need to pay attention because you need to put a name on it. Otherwise, someone else is going to steal your idea. Listen, money doesn't rule the world. Ideas do. When God gives you an idea, you need to hold on to it. Good ideas might come to pass, but God ideas must come to pass. So this God idea, because God is not a man that he should lie, he now goes and he sets this in place. What he does is, 
The word comes in. 33 and a half years, the word grows. After this, it's Ascension Day. We celebrated that on Thursday. The word now returns. Let me lay more foundation before I start to preach. Let me just give you an understanding. 1 John chapter 5, verse 7, please. Holy Ghost, help me. So 1 John chapter 5 and verse 7 for sa says this. When you look in heaven, there are three that bear witness in the heavens. The Father's there. The Father has his word. He has a mind. He thinks a certain way. And the Spirit is really the voice of God. So God's thinking some things, but when he speaks it, the Spirit of God delivers it. I'm thinking something this morning. If I had no voice, you wouldn't know what it is. So the Holy Spirit is really just the voice of God. Don't let the enemy confuse people. So when you look at God, he's sitting with his word. He's thinking a certain way. He has a certain thought, the thoughts that I think toward you, the plans that I have for you. He's thinking a certain way. The only way he can get the word to you, especially if you, I mean, you read the word of God, but to know specifics for your life, you're going to need the Holy Spirit. That's why next week we're celebrating Pentecost. Because the Holy Spirit is really the voice of God. So God is not three people. I am not three people, but you're hearing me. I'm thinking something, but you don't know it until I speak it. So when you see him saying to Mary, here's the word of what I think is coming. Mary says, how can it be? I've never been with a man. She says, well, the Holy Spirit, who's the executor, the executor of God's will in the earth, will come upon you. If you say yes to the word. But now name this word that I'm giving you. Name him Jesus. But in heaven. Everything that's keeping the earth together. In heaven together. Is God's word. Come on church. John chapter 1 verse 1. No don't don't don't. Go back to verse. I want to show you something. Three that bear witness in heaven. Father the word and the Holy Spirit. These three are one. That, like I'm one. I have a thought, and when I speak it, you hear it. That's God. That's God. It's one. There are three, next verse, verse 8. There are three that bear witness on, on earth. So the Holy Spirit must come. Because that's going to be a witness that what we heard preached is true. Because signs and wonders follow those who believe. So the water is the word. So you have the spirit of God who is confirming when the word of God is preached and then the blood because the blood speaks. So the witness in the earth is the fact that the Holy Spirit is here, is that the blood was shed and that the word is being preached. And these three agree as one. So the Holy Spirit is not here to bring in something else but to agree with what God's word says. Not with what you say. What does God say? Because God and His Word are one. How do I know that? John chapter 1. Please go with me to John chapter 1. In the beginning, come and read with me. John chapter 1, verse 1. 
in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Stop looking at Jesus in a carnal way, in a natural way, asking what's the color of his skin. It's the Word. John chapter 1, verse 14, please. So the Word, God is the Word. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. It is God. So you can't speak about God and not speak about His Word. Jesus is just the name of the word that he gave to come and operate in the earth for 33 and a half years. And the word became flesh. So the word that he spoke, he says, now it's flesh and his name is Jesus. And dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory of the, as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So please hear me today. Anytime you begin to speak about the word of God, that's God. You can't speak about Jesus without speaking about the Word because He's just the Word made flesh. So Jesus is done. Uh, go back to, give me Isaiah chapter 55. I think it is verse 8. Isaiah 55 verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my, your ways my ways, says the Lord. Verse 9. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down, and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be, that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So God sends his word. He says, I'm telling you, we're coming. And I'm going to make sure that this word that I spoke, it's going to come to pass and it's going to prosper in the thing for which I sent it to do. That's the reason why Jesus didn't stay here and stay till 120 or even 900 years. He could have. The purpose of Ascension Day is to let all of heaven celebrate that the word that God spoke didn't come back empty. Oh my God, this is good. Go, look, Psalm 24. Psalm 24 is Ascension Day's inauguration celebration in heaven. And you were working while we inaugurated the new king, right? You spent your whole day on Thursday working so hard and forgot his ascension day. Heaven didn't. The earth is the Lord's and all its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. It's God's. He founded it upon the seas. He established it upon the waters. Who may ascend into the heel of the Lord? Or who may stand in his holy place. He who has clean hands and a pure heart. Oh my God. Jesus brought clean hands on the day of resurrection and presented his pure blood. Put it in the mercy seat. And so the psalmist is asking the question. 
David's asking, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol nor sworn deceitfully? Verse 5, he shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. What is righteousness? To be in right standing with God. Then he says, well, this is Jacob. The generation of those who seek him, who seek your face. This is the announcement in the heavenlies. Jesus is coming back. It's Ascension Day. All of the angels have been waiting for this word. Six, we now, 6,000 years later. 4,000 years, 2,000 years ago. All of heaven is standing at attention. And when Jesus ascends on that day, they say, lift up your heads. Oh, you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors. And the King of glory is coming home. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, come on, read with me, strong and mighty. The Lord, what? Come on, somebody, lift up your heads. So, with, when Adam and Eve sinned, the gates shut. No one could come into heaven. Not even Abraham. Not even David. Even though they served God. They were kept in Abraham's bosom. Until Jesus ascended and the blood was shed. And then the gates were opened. Come on somebody. You, you are not cursed anymore. You're living under an open heaven. I need somebody to shout a good amen in this church. Because you are living under an open heaven. No longer can the gates be shut to you. No longer can the gates be shut to anybody in this church. When you pray, God has got to answer. Come on, lift up your gates. Oh, lift up your heads. Oh, you gates, lift up your everlasting doors. And the King of glory, come on somebody, shall come in. This is a welcome party. This is a morning. I need somebody to begin to praise the Lord. Here's where it gets interesting. Verse 10. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. That means is this angelic hosts all looking after the word. Please, not Jesus. It looked after Jesus, but Jesus is the word. You can't separate it. It's just the name that was put onto this word. This baby. He is the king of glory. So, God is not a man. Because man can lie to you. And man cannot keep his promise. And people say one thing, but they do something else. But God, <laughs> my God, when He sends out His Word, His Word will battle. His Word can be in a fight. But the Word cannot return void. The word can't come back to God empty. It cannot return back to heaven empty. This is the same reason for your life, child of God. When you got born, God, even though your mother named you or your father named you, God sent you on purpose. 
and you cannot return empty to God. You cannot go home before your time. You cannot leave this planet before your time. You're going to accomplish what God intended you to do. You and your children, you and your household, you cannot be killed. You cannot be worth long life. He will satisfy you. Because that's God's system. Because God is not a man. So Jesus is standing and he begins to, just give me the scripture so I can, <laughs> i got two titles for you. One is God is not a man, but the second one is a sustained blessing. I want to speak to you this morning. Numbers 23 verse 19. There's plenty going through my head. My wife only flies back this afternoon, so it was a good idea to send her, you know, 10 days holiday two weeks ago. It's not so great anymore. Especially, you know, they go to the wilderness and you're hearing that they're eating lamb chops in the wilderness. I'm like, I don't read that in the Bible. Bubble bath in the wilderness, Pastor Michelle. I'm like, no, you can't, I don't see it nowhere in the Bible. You'll tell the Israelites what you did in your wilderness time. God is not a man that he should lie. No, a son of man that he should repent. Has he said, come on, read with me. And will he not do? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? I'm going to go back. You didn't get it. Go, 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 go back one verse. You now you read with me because you, you, you're dealing with something I want you to catch this morning. Because it's revelation on the road. Because if you get the thing from God the way God has got it for you, you can never be broken another day in your life. Because if you catch this this moment, I am telling you, hear me, child of God, I don't care who has cursed you. I don't care who's trying to stop you. I don't care who doesn't like you. I don't care who's rejected you. When the Word of God's inside of you, the Word's going to take you to the place that you've been looking for. Come on, somebody. No one can stop you. I don't care if you got divorced. I don't care if they didn't like you. God, His word will not return void. Woo it's going to get good in a minute. I'm telling you, watch. Read with me again. One more time, read. God is not a man that He should lie. Now you need to stop there. The title of my sermon is, God is not a man. Because men are liars. So if you, stay, if you just keep that in front of you, that God's not a, God is not a man. We're not dealing when we're coming to the Word and coming to the church and get involved in the Word of God. You are dealing with a different entity. A God who cannot lie. That if He says that the shirt is blue, it must turn blue because He can't lie. So if He calls you blessed and you've got no money in your account, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Because God is not a man. He's not a man. When you look at the Ascension Day and you look next week at Pentecost, these things are written so you can discover today that God is not a man. Put it in your spirit. That when you're getting involved in the Word and the Word comes out of your mouth and you ascend it, your daughter can get healed in the home because God is not a man. If we say be healed in your home, angels must go and use that word and bring it to pass. 
I don't care who's harassing you in business right now. If the blessing is on you, come on, say with me. The blessing is on me. The blessing is flowing through me. It's working for me. It's removing anything that's a burden to me and bringing to me everything I need to live a life of victory. You've just spoken God's word. That word can't return void. By tomorrow morning, anything that's been harassing you, you're going to find tremendous peace tomorrow morning. Because God needs somebody to understand the power of His Word. Because when His Word comes home, all of heaven's rejoicing. Because it went into a battle in the earth, but the Word always wins. That's why we can write the book of Revelation. Because it doesn't matter what you're going through, we know what the end looks like. It's called Revelation on the Road. We know how this thing, it's, the, the game is fixed. The word's going to come to pass. I, I, shout, it shall come to pass. We're, we're going into the promised land. I don't care what the rest of the world thinks. Oh, oh, but you know how bad COVID is? No, no, we're under a dome. Oh, oh they, 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 they're threatening uh, uh, lockdowns and they're threatening your job. You're going to lose your job. No, no, no. I'm not part of that economy. I'm under a dome of favor. Come on, somebody. The hand of God's upon my life. God, you cannot stop us. You are a child of a living God. A thousand will fall at my side. Ten thousand at my right hand. It cannot come near me. I need this church to shout back and say, I am a believer. Because God is not a man. Now let the men give you all the news. Let the media shout the, the, whatever they want and they got their stats in there and their scientists. They're not looking to God. You are. That's why God is not a man. I'm anxious for nothing. Come on, somebody. Shout, everything's going to be all right. So long, bye-bye. Yeah, 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 to my poverty. Come on, somebody. So what happens is, this is where I wanted to understand this thing, please. God's going to make his word good. Go back to, with me to Luke chapter, Luke chapter, uh, Holy Ghost. I think it's Luke chapter 24, guys. Oh, it is. Luke 24, 15. This is Ascension Day. I want to teach you something today that I need you to go home with. Please hear me. So it was while they conversed and reasoned. Guys, 50. I'll appreciate it. And he led them out as far as Bethany. It's Ascension Day. The word accomplish that which God sent it to do. It's done. It's done. All the way to Bethany. And he lifted up his hands and he blessed them. He empowered them with the word. What is the blessing? The blessing is spoken. It came to pass while he blessed them that he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. So Psalm 24 happens and all the angels rejoice. The king of glory is home. 
the word, accomplish that for which God had sent it to do. They worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. Scripture lets us know, Paul speaks about it in the book of Corinthians. He says there were 500 of them that gathered there. And he releases the blessing upon them. Ten days later, 120 of them are in the upper room and the Holy Spirit falls. The day of Pentecost. They get revelation on the road. They've journeyed all the way on this road. They get to Bethany. The blessing is released, revelation on the road. We're 500 in the bus. By the time we reach Pentecost, only 120 in the bus. 500 received the blessing. 120 only experienced it. Please put up my little form. I asked you to set up for me this week. I want to show you something. This is really good. Revelation on the road. Child of God, hear me, please. I think this could be the last week I'm preaching on Revelation on the road. We need to teach on the Holy Spirit and some things next week. You must catch today's lesson. When God gives you revelation on the road, He blesses them. The people that He blessed, the 500, only 120 continue the journey. The others got off. 380 of them got off the bus. 120 continues on the journey because they're on the road with God. Revelation, when God gives you revelation, it creates an atmosphere. An atmosphere sustained. Somebody say sustained. The problem that we're having with most Christians is that they come to church and we create an atmosphere and there's revelation and they leave because they don't know how to sustain the atmosphere. An atmosphere sustained leads to a climate. It means you can change the climate. A climate changed or sustained creates what we call a stronghold. Strongholds are neither good nor bad. It's the way people are set in their ways. And if you're set in faith, that's a good thing. But if you're set in bitterness, it's a real problem. You go from a stronghold, and the stronghold sustained creates a culture. What is a culture? Culture simply means the way it is done here. That's what it means. I come to your house, and we'll find that nobody speaks to anybody in the house. And I'm asking, like, uh, aren't you people happy in this house? So, no, this is our culture. Nobody smiles. It's the way it's done here. So, you go into the culture... And if you want to keep your happiness, you better leave. Because that's the way it's done there. How did it get there? Somebody got really mad at the, the husband or the dog. Let's say get the husband out of the dog. It happened about 15 years ago. The dog put on the couch. And so mommy got mad, blamed daddy. And she kept that thing. And she became bitter. 
and it created an atmosphere in the home. It was a moment, but it created an atmosphere. But because it's been sustained, the atmosphere moves into a place of where the climate in that house. First of all, we don't have dogs ever again because mommy's mad. And I remember what this thing did. So 15 years later, it started off as just the revelation came that it was a dog. The dog did this. It created an atmosphere. There's no forgiveness in that house. So what they do is, it creates an atmosphere. The atmosphere moves into a climate. And the climates are difficult to change. Out of the climate comes a stronghold. That means the way this family thinks here. And because they all think the same thing, they pass down that same generational curse to their children and it becomes a culture of that family. Now take that to poverty. Take that to South Africa. Take that to the Cape Flats. When you go into the Cape Flats, the first word that comes out is what? Gangsterism. It's the culture. So some of you, you need to understand the fight that you're in because you're born to these parents, but you were born into a culture. Things that you never started, someone else did, but you're living in it. So, hell has an agenda, and heaven has an agenda. I still put out this this morning. I said, well, now you get to choose. The Lord said, no. The Spirit of God said, no. Your default was hell's agenda. You have to now choose God's agenda. Otherwise, the default for life is, this is hell's agenda. Because now I'm in a fight to do what? I'm in a fight, number one, to get revelation that says, my children will not live in drugs, will not die in drugs. I'm not going to live in this community. So either you're going to go and fight the gang lords and break up that party that they've struggled for decades to do now and can't do it, or you're going to remove yourself from that environment and start to walk with revelation on the road and build a new culture for your family. Is somebody hearing me this morning? Because you get an understanding, revelation on the road, and then you move into a place of where I'm going to start to create an, an atmosphere. So, let me give you another revelation on the road. This is what is the default. The default is, clap 12 times, please. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 10, 11, 12. So, Ronaldo decides, I don't want to be paid 12 times out of 365 days. I mean, whose stupid idea was that? You just accepted it. Because somebody got that idea from the Spirit and said, just pay them enough. So they have to come back next month. Don't give them more than a month's supply. In fact, give them a little short. So they have to always borrow. Come on. What does job mean? Just over broke. And you, can, you, you ask Laban, you ask Joe, Jacob. He had to go and understand that the blessing is on him to break from that system 20 years. Could break, he says, you've changed my wages 10 times. I'm getting out of here. He had to get revelation on the road. And what it meant was, when you say, I'm done with this job, and I'm going to go into a place where I'm, I want to be paid limitlessly. I need, I need to be paid as much as I want. 
I want to go on holiday whenever I want. I don't want to report to a boss anymore. I don't care about what's happening in the world. I'm, you, you can't fire me. I'm going to come into my... Is somebody getting a word from the Lord this morning? Because you, 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 you're so used to a system that somebody else created for you. And you're living under that atmosphere. And you're living in that job climate. And it's a stronghold in your mind. So what happens is, Ronaldo decides... I'm getting out of getting only paid 12 times a year. I want to be paid 365 times a year. Look, I don't know why you should get paid once a month, once a day. I believe if you got a book or something written, you should get a sale in the morning, a sale at night, a sale in the afternoon, a sale for brunch, a sale for, come on somebody, midnight, God can do it. It's just a mind. It's if you get revelation on the road, you can change your whole family story. The problem is that you're so caught up in somebody else's revelation they gave you. So what happens is, Ronaldo, because of my decision, when I go, especially to the United States, uh, one of the things that I hate, I, I hate an aircon. Just in the car, in the, in the place. I mean, there are no windows in that room. So, you know, windows that it can open. So the aircon must be on all the time. And it's just like... So you'll go out, it's a hot day, and, or you've been at gym or whatever. And you walk into the room. The atmosphere, the temperature set in that room is whatever it is set. Anytime it detects heat coming in, or the temperature changes, because of its settings, it then releases what it needs to cool down the room and to keep it at that temperature. So, if you had a culture in your home where everybody get pay, got paid once a month, can't wait for the 20th because, woohoo. That's what you know. That's your culture. We come from it. And don't make me mad on pay, in the day, even before pay, payday, because I'm not going to help you. It was our culture. Until I decided we're going to create a brand new culture in our home. Here's the point. If you've never prayed in your home, and that's your culture, never to pray and to see God's face. The first time you decide that you are going to pray and get up to pray, the demonic atmosphere that has been controlling your home for all the years shoots out the aircon to cool you down. Because there's a heat coming from your spirit and you say, I'm not going to live this way anymore. So the enemy puts you under pressure and he releases the, in the atmosphere the air con for your family and for your home. Come on somebody, I need somebody to hear me this morning. Because he's concerned that if I break, if he breaks from this culture that I am controlling him in, him and his children can be free. And he can't afford it because the whole world is under the sway of the wicked one. So if I decide I'm going to start my own company, he cuts off every kind of supply, tries to mess with everything. Now all of a sudden the dog's got the ingrown toenail and that there's, uh, even, even the tree that was there for all these years, now they say this tree must come out and it's sickly. It's going to cost you another 5,000 rand. I mean, it's like all kinds of stuff comes out from there. What's the enemy trying to do? Shh. Release the aircon in your home and in your life so that everybody's under pressure to say, let's go and find another job. 
Because building a kind of culture that you want is tough. These boys are given the blessing. 500 of them. The 380, whatever it was, couldn't sustain the next move of God. They had revelation. They are supposed to move into a place of an atmosphere. What they did, they were so powerful. Go with me, go with me to back to um, Luke chapter 5, uh, 20, 24, please, verse 15. You there? He led them out as far as Bethany, lifted up his hands and blessed them. It came to pass while he blessed them, he was part of them, take him, and they worshipped him. No, I'm in Luke 24, verse 52. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. Read with me. Verse 20, 53. And were what? You see, you can't have a Sunday morning experience and think this is going to work. You can't sustain the blessing by coming in here once on a Sunday. You think you're doing me a favor on a Wednesday night? And liking, liking. No, I want to know. Are you the one that God can help this morning? Because God is going to bless somebody, but it's going to be a sustained blessing. Because this thing is not going to be, I get the breakthrough today, and then I wait six months for another breakthrough. Come on, somebody. There's going to be a continual blessing that's going to come upon people this morning because you are in the season where you understand the heavens are open over my family and over my life. And wherever I go, whatever I do, I'm going to walk in the favor of the Lord. You need to sustain that blessing. You need to create an atmosphere wherever you go that the blessing of the Lord is on me. It's working for me. It's flowing through me. Removing anything that's a burden to me. Delivering to me everything that I need to live a life of victory. It's called an atmosphere. Wherever you come around me, you'll find the anointing. Why? I created an atmosphere. When you come into my region, you'll know that there's more than just an atmosphere. We created climate change over the Holland name. Come on, somebody. This is called climate change over Kingdom Life Embassy. There's a climate change over your family that must take place because once the climate has shifted, then everybody thinks the same way. And when everybody thinks the same way, it's called culture. The way it's done here. It's taken us 16 years on this journey to build the kind of culture we're looking for. That when you walk through these doors, if you were suicidal, it ends today. If you were broke, you'll be broke no more. If you were helpless, no more. If you were in pain, Bye-bye. Sorrow. You cannot have fear here. No. Why? It's our culture doesn't allow fear to stay in this place. Our stronghold, our mind said there's no way I can fail. There is no way, thanks be unto God, who always causes us to triumph. I know that there's an answer somewhere. I can't be stuck. Why? This is our culture. I know that if I see God's face, there's an answer coming for your situation, for your situation. Your children cannot be bound. You cannot stay in that place. Something's coming out of this thing. This is our culture. There's always light. There's always understanding. There's always breakthrough. There's finances. I want to bless everybody online because you cannot remain the same. You've come under a different different culture. No, you're going to do better and give a good shout and an amen this morning. Give me back my matrix, put up that little thing again. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I know my time's up. Revelation, 
when, when God gives you revelation, child, it's really tough to move from having nothing, Pastor G. Getting revelation because that's the idea of God. Whatever that revelation is. Let me give you an example. So, God spoke to me and said, I want you to start this organization about vision, helping people with their destiny. I wasn't a pastor. And I, I wanted to help and get some things done. And what I did was I started something called It's My Life. Vision, purpose, and the like. And then one of the mentors in the region that helped me and really trusted, brought him in. God gave me the whole blueprint. It's called It's My Life. He comes in and I share the dream with him. Because I'm praying. I created an atmosphere at home of fasting and praying. And that's why you sustain that atmosphere. You must keep your praise and worship. You've got to keep it in an attitude of knowing what God is saying. You can't be, now I'm, I'm mad at the dog and everybody else, and then I say, I'll come to church on Sunday. And, oh, the Lord bless you, yes. No, you need to sustain this environment at home. I get the revelation. I laid out, I call this guy, and he comes and he says, oh, that's wonderful, that's amazing. Comes back a month later, he says, look, do you mind if I take, um, you know, I'm going to register this. But in fact, mine was called It's My Business. Then when I went to go and register, they said, no, there's actually something called It's My Business. So I said, I'll, I'll take It's My Life. So he came back and he says, can I, you know, I, said, I know you got It's My Business, but I've, I've registered, I, I want to register It's My Life. I just want your permission. I said, you're actually stealing my idea. Let me tell you the news. I've registered because It's My Business was taken. So, I mean, that was the end of our relationship because when God speaks to you and you created an atmosphere, you must keep and protect your stuff. Success is not an accident. It must be created. And when it's created, it must be protected. So, it's my life. I delayed on this vision so long. Eventually, it's my life went as well. And God is saying, when are you going to act on the vision? And then he gives me a word and he gives me four change. The number four, change. And this time I registered it. It's built on entrepreneurship skills and spiritual values and, and, and leadership. And we built our whole curriculum around that. But I didn't know about this thing. We... I'm like, God, you need to speak to me. I have four changes. like weird. I'm like, I, okay. T.D. Jakes comes into the nation. We are 110,000 people at Nazareth. And he's preaching about the man who's laying in the wrong position for 38 years. I think I was 38 at the time. And he says, goes into a prophetic space. He says, the greatest gift you can give anybody is a chance to change. Just a chance. Jesus gave this boy a chance to change. Gave him a word. Do you want to be made well? That was the whole word. The next minute, his psalmist comes on and they start to get into the keyboards. And they start to sing 110,000 people. Thank you for change. Thank you for change. I'm like, is anybody hearing this? I run to all the sons. Did you see this? Is what the Lord said? This is powerful. Uh, yeah, Pastor. Yes, oh, they're all happy for me. They don't know what they're happy for. I'm jumping in like a crazy man because God confirmed this revelation. Because when God births it and puts it in your spirit, God made 110,000 people at one time fill the atmosphere, fill the atmosphere over Gauteng and say, thank you for change. Now the work began because it had to go from an atmosphere that I heard and got 
I had to sustain it and create a climate of for change. Whenever you come into my organization, whenever you come into this ministry, you'll find I'm going to challenge you around the same principles to bring change into your life. And it's very tough sometimes with the older folk. I'm so glad all of you are young. That's the reason I work with the young ones, right? It now in our minds has become a stronghold. We can't live another way. Because everybody that comes into this organization gets the idea from God of the reason for your existence. Develop you in leadership, spiritual skills, uh, spiritual understanding, skills, and entrepreneurship. No wonder the United States is calling us in. You've got, you got Brian, you've got Aaron, you've got all the youngsters. You, you watch them. Stacy doing what she's doing on television. Warren running his companies. Everybody came through for change. Now listen, it was revelation on the road. I had to go into a place of not sustaining it to create the atmosphere. Out of the atmosphere, a climate. Out of the climate, a stronghold. Out of the stronghold, we now have a culture. Is somebody hearing me? If your life is not changing, then you are not in this culture. You've not understood it. You've not understand, understood the reasons why we do what we do. No Break, being broke, and even broken. Being broke and broken, it broke poverty. Doesn't make sense. The problems are everywhere. You just don't know how to solve them and get paid for it. David asks, in this environment, I know who I am. If I solve this problem, what do I get for it? It must get into your mind in such a way that you can't even, you know, they tell the story about this two guys and they were, the one guy is not born again, the other guy was. And they said, look, we just, I just want to tell you a joke and we just need to play out a little player. So the guy that is not born again says to the guy that's born again, he says, and this guy's got a stronghold in his mind about prosperity. He only knows he's got to prosper. He says, look, so, so let, let's just pretend. So I'm the guy with the 10 million and you're the one that's broke. He says, no, it can't be. He says, what do you mean, man? It's just a play. We're just playing out. He says, it's just, it's, it's chof, chof. He says, even in the play, I'm not the broke one. When you have a stronghold of prosperity, come on somebody. You know that every single day something's going to happen for you. Happen, something good is going to happen to you. It's a stronghold. It's called a culture. Understanding that I'm favored of the Lord. That nothing can come on. No evil will be for me. That's a stronghold. You need to believe this morning. Let me wrap up with two final scriptures. Child of God, being prayerful is a culture. Being prayerless is a culture. Being unforgiving in your home, it can be a culture. No compassion, bitterness, hatred. It can be the culture. You have to now go against the trend and bring in what the Word of God says. Give me Psalms 68 verse 19. This is your new stronghold you're going to start to build. Now listen to me. The devil will tell you, no, but you're broke. You can't say this. I am telling you, you're shifting out of a, a weekly wages, a daily stipend, a monthly salary. You are stepping out. From today, you're stepping out of this thing. Listen to me. Listen to me. God doesn't need your company to bless you. 
God can bless you every day, any day, any time, because it can work for you. Is there anybody still struggling with a stronghold? I don't know how it's going to work out. What's the enemy telling you right now? Is he trying to say, don't, don't listen to this man? He's trying to change the climate. He's trying to change the atmosphere in this house. We're always broke in this house. Don't listen to him. Read with me. It's in your Bible. We're going to build a new stronghold in your life. Read with me. Blessed be the Lord who daily, weekly, monthly, annually, annual bonus. Oh, every five years we get some interest. The devil is a liar. You're a child of God that has daily benefits. God loads you every day with fresh benefits. I need, look at the unbelief in this place. Just look at the strongholds in this place. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us. He daily loads the Holland family with benefits. Come on, put up your family name right now. Lift up your hands and begin to rejoice this morning. Call out your name. Don't let the enemy lie to you. God doesn't need your company to bless you. God's got a million ways of blessing his people. He just needs somebody who can Take him at his word. Read with me. Stand and read. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. You see, this word is giving the devil a fit because you're getting benefits. Not one benefit. He daily loads me with benefits. Come on, say benefits. Say benefits. I found the word benefits, we, I'm done, listen. An act of kindness or favor conferred. You don't need money, you need favor. I mean, you know, give the money, give me the favor. Because wherever I walk, when I have the favor of God upon me, doors open to me that I never paid for. I go up onto planes I never paid for. I enter into spaces I don't deserve because the favor of the Lord is upon me. Say that's a benefit. Psalms 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. There is a sustained blessing coming upon God's people. Ronaldo, if you understand this today, son, you'll come back with daily benefits. You'll come back every single day. Because sometimes it's not money. It's just a new door. It's a new relationship. Oh, it's a new opportunity. Because I'm always at the right place at the right time, doing the right thing. Why? Why? God's daily loading me with benefits. Come on, give the devil a headache this morning. Say, the Lord is loading me and my family with benefits. Now let me show you where the majority of people are positioned. And then I'm going to end. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 3. Please stand, I need you to pay attention. That's how I want you to stand. A stronghold is a way of thinking that is an absolute blessing if it aligns with the Word of God. A stronghold can be an absolute curse if it's not aligned with the Word of God. That's why you need to be in the Word. Read with me. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. I thought you'd get a better clap out of that. You guys are like shocked. So what we do is, I'm now fighting a different because 
I'm, I'm fighting for my mind so that my thinking aligns with the Word of God. So anything that comes to me and says, well, yes, poverty is going to be your future, say it can't be. Why? Give me, give me the next verse. Casting down arguments. So the devil says, ah, but you know, your family, this one died of cancer. And that's an argument he's throwing before you. And it's like, nah, I can't die before my time. Oh, no, no, but that, remember how that uncle, and he also had the same pain. And, no, 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 not in my family. Oh, but you remember that you're not going to make it because you know all the other pastors. No, 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 not in my family. It's an argument the enemy brings to you. Do you have an argument back? That you, you, know, you, you know how long is the end of the month? No, I don't get paid monthly. He daily loads me with benefits. <laughs> and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. The obedience of Christ. Christ's obedience gave me the blessing. He released the blessing upon them. And they could sustain it. It's 2,000 years later. We're still living under what they captured on the day of Pentecost. The kingdom has never stopped operating. It just, God in every generation has to find a believer. Are there any believers in the house? Has God found one at least? Because if this person can hold on to this word, daily benefits. And I say it every day. Imagine what my life would look like in 30 days. In 30 days. Listen to your apostle. There is the prophetic word. It is called a sustained blessing. Because God is not a man that he should lie. If you can hold on to this on your rocky road. And the hills you're climbing and your tough season that you're in, you can experience the word that cannot return to God empty, but accomplish that which God intended to do. It's going to work in your family and in your life. Are there any believers? Come on, your hands. If, if this, I mean, my hands are high. My toes are high. I'm like, God, do it. Not a benefit. Benefits. Every day. Every day. Every day. Go back. To, <laughs> this is why this is important. Verse 6. I want to show you something. And please read it loud with me. You see, when you come into Christ and you are fighting this battle, it's all in the mind. But he's got an argument. He's got an imagination. The Bible says casting down imaginations in the King James Version. Casting down imaginations. You know there's a nation that is stronger than China and the United States. Put together. What's the nation called? Imagine nations. It's in your head. Because what you're imagining, failure, suicide, broke, no husband, never going to be, you imagined it. And it's stronger than God's word. And it's more powerful than God himself. He gave you this tool called imagination. See you Wednesday night. I'm teaching on imagination. And what it means is, when I get a picture of failure, I got to get up and say, no, no, not here. I get a picture of repossessions. No, 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 not here. I, God's daily loading me with benefits. 
No, no, no. I have favor with God and with man. Oh, no, no. You're never going to drive that car. No, the devil is a liar. Listen to me, child of God. When somebody says to me, don't worry. You know, it says, I, I can't see myself driving that car. I say to them, don't worry. You never will. I dreamt about Rome and buying my wife a ring in Rome and getting married all over again. I did it. Because listen to me, everything is built twice. First in your nation called Imagia. And then you see it manifest. If you don't fix your imagination, you can never come into your destination. Your destiny is calling, but if, if you don't battle this thing, if you don't get into a place and say, no, I see prosperity. I give you one word this morning that can change your whole life. God daily loads me with benefits. The devil says, no, no, you're going to lose today. I'm now in a battle. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, taking every thought into captivity to bring it to the obedience of Christ. And then, read with me, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So I walk in the blessing. And I walk in divine health. And the enemy comes in and brings this thing against my family. It's not like we never experience sickness. It's just that you can't stay here. It's not like we never experience poverty. You just can't stay in my family. I'm fighting this thing. You are not going to stay in my family. Come on, somebody. I got revelation. I got an understanding. My children will walk free. They will not die as addicts. You will not die in your poverty. Because when the enemy brings it to your imagination, you replace it with the Word of God. And you sit back and you say, no, no, no. He daily loads me with benefits. I am favored of the Lord. People can't help but help me. They don't know why they're helping me, but they're going to just help me. Because it's God's favors all over me. Come on, somebody. I have a prayer for you, and we have to end. It's, it's only quarter to 11. You guys took my 10 minutes, eh? It's not my fault. I'm going to take my 10 minutes. I'm just saying. You can't blame me, the fact that you weren't ready. Declare this with me. I'm kidding. The pressure on a Sunday morning is as the enemy would. Declare this with me. Say, the atmosphere of the airways over me, my family, my church, my community, my city, my nation, and the world is producing a new climate. This new climate is constructing a godly stronghold in times of trouble. The thinking of this people will be conducive to the agenda of the kingdom of heaven. Every demonic agenda or evil thought pattern designed against the agenda of the kingdom of heaven is destroyed at the root of conception. Now say it like you ate something. Say it's destroyed at the root of conception. I come into agreement with the saints. 
as we have suffered violence, we take by force. No longer will we accept anything that is dealt unto us in our days. I declare that the kingdom has come and the will of God will be done on earth as it is in heaven. As the sun rises today, let it shine favorably upon the people and the purposes of God. Daily destiny is my portion. I am favored of the Lord. Daily he loads me with benefits. I am favored of the Lord. I walk in victory all the days of my life. I am anointed to live a life of victory. The blessing of the Lord is on me. Come on, sustain it. Open up your mouth and sustain it. Come on, put pressure on the word. Let the devil know you can't cool me down anymore. I'm going to shout to God. I'm going to give him some praise. I'm going to clap my hands. Come on, change the atmosphere this morning. Change the atmosphere. Come on, change it for your home. Come on, change it. Jump a bit. Jump a bit. In your home this morning. Woo! Come on, come on, child. Let it shift. Come on. I decree and declare the atmosphere of your home is shifting from today. It's going to create a new climate. It's going to create strongholds that is kingdom and the culture over your children. They'll experience the favor of the Lord. Sickness and disease will just fall from their bodies. Will be flushed out from your system. Peace upon your mind. Depression will break. Your family will not live with depression. You will not live in fear because you got a new climate at home. Come on. It's a climate of prosperity because God is not a man that he should lie. His word cannot return to him void. It must accomplish that which has been purposed. I bless you today from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. For anybody that does know Jesus Christ, this is your moment. For anybody that didn't, that once didn't, is so far from God, and you feel condemned, this is your moment to come back home. If that's you this morning online and you need to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, listen to me, child of God. The default for life is the curse. You've got to work with God for the blessing. You've got to get under His dome, under His covering. Every head bowed and eye closed. I'm asking for you to make right to the Lord. If there's anybody online or even in the service that needs to make right to the Lord, doesn't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, once did and you're far from Him, just lift up your hands quickly. Let me pray for you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. You need to come back home. Hallelujah. You know, it's a moment like this that shifted my family's atmosphere, my climate at home, the strongholds. It broke things and turned me towards God. We have a new culture. It's only taken us 24 years to get here. We're not perfected because nobody is. But we're getting someone. Even over Kingdom Life Embassy, there's breakthrough coming. Your hands have been lifted. This is your moment. Let's pray this together.
I'm going to pray for you, young lady. But I want us all, even online, I want us to pray together. Say, Lord Jesus. I confess that I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. I believe you died on the cross for a sinner like me. I ask you, come into my heart. Give me a brand new start. Cleanse me of my sin. Thank you for today, for revealing Christ to me, that I can live a brand new life in you. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for washing me in your blood. From today, Satan's not above me. He's under my feet. I belong to you. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen and amen. Let's receive an offering for everybody online. Thank you for your giving. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for the sons and daughters. We keep doing what we're doing because of your giving. I'm asking the Lord to bless you in your giving. And um, I'm going to pray for you, young lady. I'm going to break that spirit that's been harassing you all your life. You've got to hear me today. Today you came into the service at the right time because God is not a man that he should lie. I am telling you, mark this day. Even you're just not being saved. I'm talking about your life being turned around. Watch what the Lord does with you. You walked into a service, into the word for this generation. I pray for you now. Thank you for all your giving. Pray that the Lord will touch you and help you. There's revelation on the road for you. There are new relationships for your business. Stay with God, man. Don't get off the bus. Stick with God and the revelation. Your life will never be the same again. Thank you for your giving. We love you, Father. Bless your people in the giving. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Please be seated. Graham, we're just going to celebrate your happy birthday, son. Can you celebrate our pastor's birthday today? Let me prophesy it. Let me prophesy it over your life. This is the beginning of your life. It includes your legacy, the strategies, the wisdom, the anointing to build and to do what God has called you to do. This is is the beginning of your days. This is you stepping across into the promised land for you and your family. We love you and we bless you today in Jesus' mighty name. And to all the May babies, 
We celebrate them all. Can you greet and wish all of them happy birthday to you? God's blessing upon you. Come on, you can do better than that this morning. Glory be to God. The Lord bless you and keep you. I'd like us to go out to that song. Give us a nice one to go to. I'm, I'm happy this morning. Well, my, my, my wife's scared coming back this afternoon, so I'm happy anyway. I'm just like, but it's time to celebrate you, child of God. Daily, he loads me with benefits. This is a new day for you. We love you. God bless you, everybody online. We celebrate you. In Jesus' name, amen.